Hey, this is your good friend Benny at the Business of Comedy. As always, I want to thank our good friend D Rex for the opening track, Quarterback. You can find D Rex at domosaurusrex.com. That's D O M O S O U R. U-S-R-E-X.com. And you can find the business of comedy at the bizofcom.com. That's B-I-Z-O-F-C-O-M.com. Now let's get to work. Hey, this is your good friend Benny. Make sure to stay tuned after the interview to hear Chosen Remedy's new song, Want To. Make sure you check it out. Hey, this is your good friend Benny on the Business of Comedy, and today we're going to be interviewing the artist Chosen Remedy. You can find him on SoundCloud at Chosen Remedy, C-H-O-Z-E-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y, and that's all on all one word on SoundCloud, C-H-O-Z-E-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y. You can find him on Facebook at Chosen Remedy, C-H-O-Z-E-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y, and you can find him on YouTube at Chosen Remedy, C-H-O-Z-E-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y. On YouTube, you can see some of his videos and some of his other performances. He just released a song on 106.1 Joy in Tampa called Want To. Uh, he's got another video coming out uh, in sometime in March, The Final Goodbye. And he is a friend of D-Rex and the Pegasus crew, so you can find him at the Pegasus Lounge at the open mics on Tuesday. Chosen, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. <laughs> You know, I'm excited to have you here, and I'm excited to, you know, spend time talking with anybody part of that crew. I've, I've loved being down at the Pegasus so much, and all the people I've met down there, Poet and Aniria and, and Jeff and and um, Dylan and and uh, Greg or Lawrence. Yeah, um, the whole Pegasus crew is amazing. I mean, on Tuesdays you get to see like different type of talents and. That's how Poet got to catch me. I I performed a song that I have with D-Rex called Esa Chulita. And D-Rex um, said, hey, Poet, this is my new artist. And Poet said, okay. And then when I started singing, he got up and he, did, he does this thing with his two fingers, goes up, and it was pretty cool. And ever since that, that's how me and Poet connected. Yeah, he's a good dude, man, and and he certainly uh, seems to be very connected in that Tampa scene and and all around, you know, Florida and probably across the country. So, how did you become a how did you become a uh, an artist? How did you? Get My whole family has always done music. Um, my godfather does Christian music. I have another godfather. I'm Puerto Rican. We have more than one. <laughs> um, <laughs> He played trumpet for a band in Puerto Rico called uh, Puerto Rican Power. Um, I've always liked music. I just started uh, writing, and I felt like my my music sounded pretty good. And so I used to call myself El Escogido. In English, that means chosen. And then um, I decided to change my name because I felt like everybody had the name Chosen, so I gave myself Chosen Remedy. So that that's fantastic. So you said you, you started when you were young. You were you were uh, performing, I think you said in the pre-interview, uh, doing Christian music, traveling around the country. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I traveled all around the East Coast. I went around different churches um, that did, um, like, um, they, they have camps, like, for three days. And I used to perform there, and there used to be, like, three, four hundred different kids. And I just isolated and decided to do a different move with my music. And what, what's the difference between, you know, that type of gig, which sounds like it, it, it was, you know, fairly successful, might have been lucrative. You know, you're traveling around, you're certainly staying busy and performing. What what are the differences from a business perspective and performing for, you know, more of a Christian audience to more of a broader or an independent audience? Performing for a Christian artist, um, um, audience is basically performing for charity. It's always free. And I have nothing against it. I mean, I, I love performing. I mean, it's fun to perform no matter what type of music it is. But, you know, when when you got to pay bills and you see that this type of music can make bills, but it's this genre that's making more money, I decided to go for the genre. Absolutely. So it's funny. I didn't realize that you would have to do that for free. So did you have to incur all those travel expenses when, when you were doing it? Um, my father was the one that actually paid for all the traveling expenses. Sometimes there'll be places that will pay for a hotel, but we will pay for the plane ticket. So everything was really off our pocket. You know, that's an interesting, that's an interesting question to talk about because it's something that comes up for a lot of newer comedians and you know myself included and many others which is somebody says hey we really like what you do and we would you know we would like to feature you and have people hear your art and have you perform for us but we either don't have any money or we have very little money and they offer you an opportunity to come perform but it's usually at a loss you know you know in some cases it's hey we'll pay for your hotel but you got to cover or we'll pay for your flight but you got to some play, like, we'll give you a some, flat fee and X amount of money and, and you're going to have to pay for all your expenses. And it's a question that, that I think a lot of comedians struggle with because we all want to perform. We want to get in front of different audiences. We're honored by the idea that people want to see us perform. But how do you make that determination or how do you, you know, how do you qualify what's a good opportunity that makes sense to do versus an opportunity that you don't want to do because it's frankly going to cost you too much personally. I mean, have you ever thought about that or do you have any insight into how you guys did that or what caused you to make that, that change? Well, how we started when I was younger, I, I was 12 and 13 years old. Um, my dad first contacted churches that he knew that were close by. And what those churches did, they contacted other churches and different locations. When um, I performed in different parts in Maryland, um, it, was, it wasn't a costy because we lived in Maryland at that time. But right. when it started being going to Texas and other places out of state, in the beginning, first, I thought it was cool because I'm going to a different location. And yes, it's good to go to a different location. But once it's like a constant money spend, that's when it gets pretty hard and I have to nitpick. And when I nitpick, um, it, 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 it all depends on really what's been mostly promoted, what's been um, 
yeah, mo- everything is really promotion for an event to even happen. So I I pick the ones that are highly promoted, and I'll help promote it more so it can get more promotion views, and I'll do those. So not the other ones that have like one person only promoting it and not really going anywhere with those bases. That's an awesome point, man. And frankly, that's not something that I think uh, anyone's ever said to me before, but that makes a lot of sense, right? If they're not going to pay you, but they're going to put you in front of a thousand people and it's great exposure and maybe it's going to lead to a lot of other paying work, uh, then maybe it's something worth considering, even if you're going to do it at a loss. But if it's a show for 20 people and one person's putting it on and you're going to you know, go a couple hundred bucks out of pocket to make it happen, maybe it isn't good just isn't a good business decision. Is that what I hear you saying, or have I missed any of the key points? Yeah, yeah it, well, what, like, what I mean by the promotion is basically that, because five, let's say five people call Poet, and you can call Poet at 813-442-9778 if you want to book me. And, um, let's say five people called Poet and wanted to book me for a show. And they're all for free. I love to do free shows because it doesn't matter. People are going to watch me perform. But if I have to go out of pocket, I'll check which one has high promotion. I'll check which one people keep posting on Twitter. People keep posting it on Facebook. People keep posting it uh, even on MySpace. Anywhere that people keep promoting on it, those are shows that highly more people will come because someone caught an eye on it. Yeah, you can also look at who else is performing, I bet, right? Hey, you know, maybe they're not paying me, but they've got a headliner who's more of a national or regional draw. And uh, so they'll draw more people as well. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, and, and before I forget, and I was supposed to say this in the intro and I forgot, we're going to play one of your songs at the end of, uh, at the end of this. Which, which one are we going to play? Want to. Want to. Also- yeah, want to. Um, I just released that song on 106.1 FM. You can hear it here in Tampa or in Clearwater. And if people want to hear it, uh, is that on your YouTube channel at Chosen Remedy on YouTube? Yeah, it's on some, um, no, no, it's on my, a SoundCloud. Okay. Uh, Chosen Remedy all together. Um, that's, with, that's with a Z, right? C H O Z E N R E M E D Y. Yeah, with a Z. Okay. Um, you can uh, on my YouTube channel, you will find that I released a uh, a song called "The Final Goodbye," um, and maybe uh, next month we'll be working on a music video for it. Uh, on my YouTube channel, that you can hear it on Chosen Remedy. Fantastic. So how would you describe the, the genre of your music or, or what is your music like? I don't know uh, how to how to ask that question well, but. My, my music is basically Spanish and English, Spanglish. Exactly. Um, um, a lot of people believe that I'm crazy doing this because I'm just doing just Spanish mixed with English or English with a little bit of Spanish, but as music-wise, I love all hip-hop, R&B, 
trap, reggaeton, reggae, salsa, bachata, merengue, anything that involves you to use your two steps, I love. Nice. And so was that what you, was this style, I mean, do you have a term for your style? You call it Spanglish? Is it rap? I mean, what is the style? I call it trapatom. Trapas what? Trapatom. What does that mean? It's just some word me and uh, D-Rex, um, D-Rex's dad, uh, we invented, uh, it's called trapatom, T-R-A-P-T-O-N. It's okay. just crap and like reggaeton mixed together in one word. So it's basically saying Spanglish, Trapatone. I like it. So you're almost creating your own your own market segment or your own genre there. Yeah, I I pretty much enjoy it, and I like to see the faces of different people. I have a song called Fly. You can check that song out on SoundCloud. It's um it's a completely English song, but it's on a reggaeton beat. You really don't hear that. Mm-hmm. Then I have um want to that's also on soundcloud uh chosen remedy that is completely english it's a trap beat but in the hook i sing a little bit of spanish and every time i see people's faces when i sing these type of songs i i really don't see something negative i do see confusing like people are just confused for a little bit and it's funny, but then when they hear the lyrics and they feel the music, they start dancing. And that's the joy of my job of being a mu- an artist. When I start seeing people dance to my music, that's, that's what I love. Well, and I didn't realize I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm interviewing the, the world's number one trapatone artist. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. So that's great. You know, so you're, you're the leader in that segment. And that, you know, that kind of fits into a lot of the things that we talk to other f- folks about on this uh, podcast, right? Which is how do you create a brand or an image or a market segment and then promote yourself into it? So beyond, and I, again, forgive me, because I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but Trapatone, you know, creating that, that type of music, what else have you done to create a brand or an image for yourself? Um, my name. Chosen Remedy. Yeah. That's a brand. That's that's an image. My 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 image is myself. I I grew up learning how to be someone. Right. Now I'm growing up being how I want to be. So that's why I decided to be chosen remedy. Chosen remedy is basically I'm your only cure. Your cure in if you ever listen to my music, I've always say a positive thing or try to mention to a person that they can be themselves no matter what. So that's basically the whole chosen remedy image. My, my name is a brand. My name is someone can be in stock market because chosen remedy, no one's name it. And it means something. Like it. And and I like what you said also, which is that there's a theme or a commonality of the songs, right? And the message that, hey, it's positivity. I'm going to be myself. It's okay to be yourself. We're all going to be okay. We're going to make it. We're going to make something out of this, and we're going to earn money while we do it. 
Uh, and you do that, you know, through your music and also through your image. So are there other things beyond your name and, you know, and the music style that you do to, to create an image? Do you promote like a certain lifestyle as a, as a performer or musician? Is there a certain way you like to dress? Is there, there certain things you do consistently so you're identifiable to your, to your crowd? I, I am an open stoner. So I dress like a little, I have, I wear a beanie some jeans that are like a little rugged and a regular plain shirt. I don't like to wear design shirts. I like to wear plain colored shirts and that anywhere people see me, they see me with a beanie, a nice looking pair of pants and a plain cool looking shirt. And what's the, what's the advantage of having a consistent look like that? I just I don't I don't I don't feel like I should be all uh, dressed up and like some people they spend like four or five hundred dollars on clothes for one night and I and my whole outfit is a nice outfit I can get a beanie for five bucks and it's comfortable and I feel like you should be comfortable wherever you go you shouldn't be all dressed up. For just one night and then when you go somewhere else the next day you're, you're totally different no how you see me now you're gonna see me then no matter what so maybe it's that you're gonna be the same person you are on stage as off stage oh yes oh uh, oh yes and even if i have only one person in front of me it doesn't matter because i have fun on stage and i perform and if there's just that one person, I'll perform for that one person like he was a billion bucks. Like my close friend. I love friend that. Again, that's very um, analogous to what you have to do when you're in comedy, right? When we go to these open mics as new comedians, if you're lucky, there's five other comedians there. And if you're really lucky, there's three or four people who aren't performing who came to watch. But I have done, I've done shows where literally zero people showed up, but I've also done shows where one person showed up. And if zero people show up, you don't really have to perform. But if one person comes, you, you're going to do your act, right? You, you better do it. You better damn well do it well, because that's you and your brand. And, and forget about, you know, that person came, they paid money. They, they came to see a show. You owe it to them to perform. Um, but it's it's a good attitude to have, right? That you're going to be consistent, and it sounds like when you are the yourself on stage and off stage, does that help you to create connections or a following or a fan base? You know, how does that pay off in terms of building, you know, your fan base? I don't know. A lot of people like to talk to me. It's pretty fun because um, I'm I'm like a rabbit. I like to hop around a lot. I like to um, speak a lot. I'm very talkative, and and people they they like to talk to me. It's not like they feel uncomfortable when they're around me or weird. Um, it actually helped me open doors. I mean, I got to meet D Rex, and I met D Rex on Facebook, and he invited me to a show that he was doing. And I went to his uh, mixtape release party. That's what it was. And when I went there, it was at Pegasus. And I met D-Rex and we talked. And 
ever since that moment, me and him has grown as friendship, um, business partners. And like right now, we're going to have a song out on iTunes soon called Esa Chulita. And, and that's, that's just because how I am, how, how I like to like express myself and it's always been positive, nothing negative in life. Nice. You know, one of the things you'd mentioned in the pre-interview and it, um, I'm embarrassed to tell you, I don't fully understand what this means, but I want to, cause I think it's really interesting. You said that when yep. you perform together with D-Rex or he performs with you, you know, you might be the feature artist and D-Rex will be your hype man or D-Rex is the feature artist and you'll be his hype man. What does it mean to be a hype man? A hype man is a person that like knows some of the songs and even doesn't know the song like would hype the crowd up and say some of the words so basically if i was singing um i was rapping a song and and i um and i was by myself and i'm jumping up and down and i'm performing that would look nice and that would look cool because i'm i'm jumping up and down and i'm performing but if I have the extra person with me and I'm singing my songs and then part of my song, my hype man says it, sings it, and he just jumps more and like, he's just the extra person. So I can be hype, but the other person's hyper. And, but to be a hype man is not easy either because no. to be a hype man, you have to have a connection with the artist. So, like, anybody can be a hype man, but if you don't have a connection with an artist, like, it's not it's not the same because the, the crowd can feel the tension between people. So, when me and Don perform, we're just like the bestest friends. We're performing and we have fun. Like, it's not, it's not our job. It's just, this is how we are. And we and like there's this song D Rex has and it's out on iTunes, it's out on YouTube. It's called "Like I'm Jameis Winston" as one of my favorite songs that he has. Every time he sings that song, I could be all the way in Orlando. I'll drive my lovely butt all the way to Pegasus just to perform that song with him. Nice. And how do you create the hype as a hype man? I guess one of you said moving around, saying the words. I mean, what's what's the essence of being a good hype man? Um, a person that doesn't mumble when he speaks or doesn't try to pretend that he knows the lyrics of a person um, is a good hype man. A good hype man is like, that says, yeah, come on, everybody dance. Everybody like, but loud and... It's not afraid. It has to be a person that's not afraid to be in front of people. It has to be very charismatic. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen a comedian do that. I mean, there's comedy duos, right, that go back and forth. but they're, And maybe it wouldn't work in comedy. It's just a fascinating idea because it's not something I've ever really thought about. But I saw the two of you perform, and obviously it worked. I mean, I loved it. I love the dynamic of you two supporting each other. And it made it more of a performance, right? It wasn't just him singing or you singing. You guys were performing and putting on a show. 
And it's funny, I commented to uh, D-Rex about that after the first time I watched him. I said, I love your stage presence, right? I love the way you guys moved around and your energy. And I don't know, just made it a, a, in a positive way, a spectacle, right? Something to really watch and enjoy. And, and that, was, that was fantastic. So you're his hype man. He's your hype man. You guys build the brands by being yourself, being out there, making connections to people. What else do you do to promote yourself? You know, you've talked about uh, social media. You know, you have YouTube, you have Facebook. Um, um, about- I also I'm under D Rex's label called Royalty Records. It's also mm-hmm. another way I um, help promote myself. Um, representing a label, Royalty Records. Um, it it's it's a it's a it's a game changer because doing thing music all by yourself is pretty hard, yeah. Especially if you don't know a lot of people. But being being under the wing of D Rex and him showing me his ropes and him signing me to under his label actually helped me up helped me out even more for me to have Poet as my manager, John Poet. It is it has changed. And now my life as an artist has progressed. Now I have a song on the radio, working on a music video. And these steps are baby steps, but baby steps can cause crawling to walking, walking to running. That's an awesome point, man. I I love that concept. And it's something I talk with a lot of people about. Zero plus zero is zero. But one plus one is two, right? You know, small things are additive over a long period of time. And if you just keep doing those little things, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I get on Twitter for two hours and I make connections or I read things or I repost things or I promote things or I look at ways to improve my Twitter page. This is an example. I'm like, wow, it was two hours and I only got, you know, maybe only made one connection or maybe I only found a spelling error or I fixed some little thing and by itself, it doesn't seem like anything. It seems like it's zero, but when you do that over and over and over and over for days and weeks and months and years, those things accumulate and they build momentum and they build awareness and they lead to other opportunities. And frankly, I think it also lets people know you take your business serious, which makes them gravitate towards you. Right. So I think I I love everything you're saying, man. I love everything you're saying. So besides the radio, and Facebook and YouTube, are there other things you guys do for promotion? Are there other, do you go ever, like if you're going to do a show, what do you do to promote that show? On Tuesdays, I go to Pegasus to do open mics. And I believe open mics is a good way to promote yourself as an artist. I go to open mics and I say, hi, my name is Chosen Remedy. I am coming here to perform. Um, any song poet wants, because poet is the one that tells me how many songs to perform. <laughs> <laughs> and I I enjoy it. Um, I love doing open mics. Uh, Pegasus is my main place for open mics. Chosen, you there, buddy? Um, I know. I, I'm some, is that some new faces sometimes come around, and I like that. But there's times I go to other places. There's a place called Meridian. It's a hookah lounge. It's a very quiet place, very chill. And when I perform there, I perform my slower songs. And um, it helps me get a a different type of crowd because that's what I build for with my music. 
to to build different crowds. That's a basically a different way to promote myself. I don't focus on just one simple genre in music. I do hip hop and then I'll do reggaeton. Also I'll do an R and B song. Then I'll do a trap song. Hey, we lost connection for some reason and I apologize for any uh incongruity in the recording but we're going to pick back up uh chosen you were saying that poet tells you what songs to perform and how many perform and and you were talking about the value of doing open mics and i don't know where i lost you frankly so you want to just maybe repeat your answer and talk about why you like doing those and the benefit and how you do them to promote yeah um open mics are amazing because you don't know who's there like Sometimes you might see the same faces and sometimes you'll see different faces. Like like I said before, I go to Pegasus on Tuesdays and I'll perform whatever poet lets me perform. And there's another hookah lounge, um, not a hookah lounge. There's a, well, it's a hookah lounge, but Pegasus is not a hookah lounge. Um, there's a hookah lounge I go to that does open mics on t- Thursdays called meridian and i go there but it's a different crowd it's a very quiet crowd it's like like um some type of cafe type of people and i like that because it shows different people your music and it can cause a bigger fan base different fan base and singing different type of music can also help a person out because you don't know what type of open mic it is so you don't want to sing one type of music and then it doesn't really go off where the environment, so it can throw off a lot of people and people might not want to listen to you. So I do like hip hop, trap, reggaeton, R&B, and reggae. And depending on where I'm at, that's the type of song I'm going to perform. Yeah, and again, that's that's another thing that we talk with with comedians about is the idea of how do we tailor <clears throat> the set we're doing to the crowd or read the room or determine what's going to give those folks the most benefit and enjoyment, you know, because one crowd might be very different from another. So that's that's great advice. Hey, one of the things I was thinking about when we lost the connection was, you know, what is the process to create a song for you? You know, comedians talk about sometimes things just come to them and they work them out on stage. Sometimes they sit down and write them out. Or how do you go from an idea to having a, a song that you want to perform live for the first time? A song that I want to perform live for the first time is a song that I write with all my emotions. You see, I I have a journal. I have a couple that I just spend writing. I write a lot of different types of lyrics, but it doesn't mean that they're good. I just write to write to express myself. But then there's the time I feel like I want to write a song that the public can enjoy. And because my songs that I write on my journal actually don't really follow song rules it doesn't have a beginning well it has a beginning but it doesn't have an end in other words it's like a writing a book and but when i write a song for people to to listen and to people to hear and to see 
I write it with all my emotion. I write what I feel. And I just sit down and I spend hours and hours looking for a beat. And if I can't find a beat, I'll make one of my own. But that's my last resort. And I'll spend on the internet for hours. And once I find the beat that I like, I don't have any lyrics yet. I have to find a sound in the, in the beat that I really enjoy. Once I found it, I start writing. And I write whatever comes out. And, it's, and lately, it's been pretty good. Want to, I... I found a random beat somebody sent me and the beat caught to me and I didn't fall asleep until I finished writing that song. I was awake for 20 hours until I finished writing that song because I found uh, a, a beat that I ca that caught my eye that I wanted to be perfect. So do you go back to your journey and incorporate what goes into the songs or is that two separate exercises? Do I, can you repeat the question? Yeah, I said, do you ever go back into your journey and try to take the things written? No. Two separate activities. What I, what I write in my journal, is, um, the vocabulary is very low. And what I, might, what I mean by that is, I don't mean by words, I mean by the structure of the line that I'm singing the song. Like I have a, a song called Hold Up. And this is a street, uh, not street way. I, I was thinking, okay, I'm down to rumble. So I dropped the mic. I'm going to watch you fall with the gun on sight. Now that's a formal way to say it. But the way I, I changed it up and like, it, I wrote that, but I decided to change it because I didn't want to fall. So I said, um... Well, I've been sitting here all day I've been sitting in this waiting room And I've been waiting on my friends Yes, I'm waiting on this conference call All alone And I'm on hold Well, yes, I'm on hold I hope it's not all day You there, buddy? Hello? I, I, dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I do this over yeah. the web because the, you know, the, the router connection is typically very strong. Um, hey, there's no need to man. I'm okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a rude person, man. Like, I'm very patient. Yeah. I'm very well, it's not, like, it's not you, dude. I'm, I'm just sorry, man. I'm so sorry. So tell you what, let's... <laughs> Let's hit the record button one more time and let's pick it back up. And, and, and because this is kind of getting a little funky, but listen, I mean, we've been talking a good 35, you know, coming up on 40 minutes. Right. So 
let's yeah, finish out this well, thought you no, had no, about no. you because I'm really curious. You were you were saying the, the lyrics of that song and, and where it came. Okay, what song you want me to talk about? One, two. Back up where you were, and I'll just have to edit it back in. And, and I'm sorry. And then we'll go through the plugs again, and we'll we'll say the song again. Which song are you going to play, or do, do we want to clip in? Do you know the name of it? Want to. Okay, we're going to put want to in on the on the on the end, and we'll wrap it up. And I'm I'm sorry, but listen, I mean this was great. And uh, you know, in a couple months, if you want to come back and do another one, if you feel like you got more to say, you know, we'll 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 do another one. Does that sound cool? Hey, I'm down anytime. I enjoy this, man. Well, chosen. This is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed. You know, my connection is great, but for whatever reason, it keeps dropping and coming back on again. I get you know about ninety meg coming, you know, download. Um. It should usually be a really good connection, but something's fucked up, I guess. I don't know. All right, so I'll hit record. You wait five seconds. You know, you, you finish out your thought. Then we'll talk about the plugs, the song, and then okay. uh, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, well, it looks like it's still recording here. So tell you what, you just wait five seconds and then start yeah. talking, and I'll just I'll just cut out that conversation we had in the middle. Chosen, you can go ahead whenever you're ready, bud. Okay, so the question that you asked me about, like, if I use some lyrics off of my journal, um, no, because the way I wrote those songs are very simple. Vocabulary is very low. Like, not very low, it's just simple. Like, I have a, a verse written down, and... um. I'll, t- I'll show you the first way I wrote it, and, I, and I'll show you how I changed it. Right. Um, the first way is I'm down to fight, so I drop the mic. I'm going to watch you fall with the gun on sight. So that form, it sounds, it sounds all right. You know, I said I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm down to fight, so I dropped the mic. But I, I didn't like it because it's too simple. Basically, anybody can say that. Anybody can think of that. So I changed it up and I say, I'm down to rumble, so I dropped the mic. I'm going to watch you stumble with the gun on sight. That sounds much better, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's how my journal is. My journal is has just simple linings and simple things, but it's just ways, I, just, just something I want to write to express my thought. Just not something I'm double thinking about when I'm trying to change my words up. But when it comes to writing a song and when it comes to uh, performing it, before I perform my song and before I even write it, I pick the perfect beat. And when I write it, I write it one format and then I change the whole song to keep it unsimple, in other words. 
to make it more unique and more your own, I think is what you're saying. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Correct. You know, and again, that uh, that echoes a comment that Jeff Louise had made to me once when we were talking about writing comedy. He said, if you're telling a joke that anybody could tell, it's probably not worth telling. You know, if it has something that's unique to you, then that's, you know, what it becomes really interesting and really compelling and meaningful on a different level. So listen, I can't believe we, we've kind of, you know, burned through our time together here, but we're going to play the song at the end of the interview, Want To, right? Your new song, Want To, that you just released. And just to review, yeah. you know, people can find you on SoundCloud at Chosen Remedy, which is one word, C-H-O-Z-E-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y. They can find you at Facebook, which is Chosen Remedy, two words. And on YouTube is Chosen Remedy, two words. And Chosen, again, is with a Z, C-H-O-Z-E-N-R-E-M-E-D-Y. People can find you at the Pegasus Lounge in Tampa on Tuesdays, working with D-Rex and Poet. Um, they can listen for the song on 106.1 Joy in Tampa Clearwater, the song Want To, and we're going to play a version at the end. I'm so grateful for you joining me. And you have any final thoughts or anything we didn't cover that you want to share with the audience? Yes, and also, if anybody wants to book me, call John Poet on 813-442-9778. Call him. 813-442-9778. He's my manager and he does all my bookings. Fantastic, man. Well, I'm grateful for you being on the call and I uh, look forward to seeing the new video and, and hooking up with you soon when we're back in Tampa. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Let me tell you what I really go through in my mind. I'm a like I want to You can hate all you want But F you If you don't like it Like I like it Then F you Yeah, I promise you Yeah, I really promise you I'm a rule the world Yeah, I really promise you Let me squad Yeah, we coming Yeah, we breaking through My third eye open soon
like I want to, like I really want to. Like I said, I will live it like I want to, like I want to, like I really want to. Like I said, I will live it like I want to. Voy a volar, voy a volar. No me importa nada eso, yo voy a volar. 